0: Good morning. It's a <laughs> um it's really an honor and a privilege to be here this morning to come and share God's word with God's people. I am very excited, and I want to just to say also thank you to the worship team for this great time of, of worship and praising and worshiping the Lord together. I would like to pass Pastor Louis' greetings. He is taking some time off this week, and he would like to pass his love, and like he always says, good morning, family. So uh, it's a privilege also to have him as part of the body. Can we please open in Matthew chapter 13, verse 1 to 9? Matthew chapter 13, verse 1 to 9. We're going to do two parts on the same chapter. The first part is chapter, chapter 13, verse 1 to 9. Then we're going to jump to verse 13 to 23, verse, verse 18, I mean, verse 18 to 23. So we're going to do verse 1 to 9 and verse 13 to 23. I'm reading from the English Standard Version. If you're there, say, Amen. Excellent, let's jump in. The parable of the sower. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea, and great crowds gathered about him, so that he got into a boat and sat down, and the whole crowd stood on the beach, and he told them many things in parables, saying, A sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured them. Some a hundredfold, some 60, some 30. He who has ears, let him hear. Let's jump to verse 13. Verse 18, I'm saying, Verse 18. This is the part where Jesus now explains what the parable means. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown, in his heart. This is what was sown along the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy, yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while, and when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately he falls away. As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and it proves unfaithful. As for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it. He indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and in another thirty. Let us bow our heads and pray. Father, thank you that this morning we have an honor and a privilege to hear your word, Lord. And I pray this morning as we unpack and as we look, Lord, into your word, that you will speak with each and every heart. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Excellent. The title of my message this morning is Applying the Word. Applying the Word. What does it mean to apply the Word of God? What does it mean to apply what the Bible says in our lives? What does it mean? I think most of us will understand, no, it means that we are to do that which God says we must do. The Word of God gives us instruction. The Word of God teaches us how God is to operate in our lives and what it means for Him to operate in our lives. Sometime last year I went to buy a new TV... And um, when I bought it and everything, everything that I've, I've discovered, that everything that I buy, especially electronic, everything that you buy, it has a manual with it, isn't it? I, my son bought me that uh, VR, um, virtual reality thing where you put in your phone and you can play roller coasters and things. Even that small little thing comes with a manual. And so our manual as the people of God, as children of God, our manual is the Word of God. Last week, Pastor Louis spoke about the extraordinary Word, and he was explaining how the Word is to be part of who we are, how we are called to live and to submit ourselves under God's Word. But now in this Scripture, Jesus is with this big crowd. They're all on the beach, and Jesus is in the boat, and he's talking to the people, and he's telling them this parable, the parable of the sower. Interesting, there are three things that the Bible highlights very clearly. There's a sower, there's a seed, and there's a soil. The sower and the seed don't change, but the soil is always different. If you've read this scripture before, I don't know if you've observed. I've observed because I had to spend some time in this scripture. I have observed that, first of all, why is the sower, if they have such a good seed, why are they just throwing it everywhere? Isn't it interesting? Why isn't it that the sower goes to a specific type of soil where he knows it will produce a good fruit? It reminds us of Mark chapter 8, isn't it? Whosoever, whosoever wants to respond to this word, to respond to it. Whosoever wants, whosoever hears these words, it's their choice to respond to it. And so the sower, in this case, is our Lord Jesus. He goes out and he sows this seed. The seed is the gospel. The seed is the word of God. The seed is what is supposed to come into our hearts, and so we can live by the word of God. And so he goes and he tells the people this parable, and he says to them, a sower went to sow a seed. This word that is supposed to be part of who we are and how we are to apply this word. And so I would like to put it like this. I would like from this chapter that we just read, I would like to take out four kinds of hearts. Four kinds of hearts. These hearts represent the soil where the seed goes in. And so these four kinds of hearts, these are the ones that Jesus highlights and he speaks about. Now, what is the word supposed to do in our hearts or in our lives? The Bible tells us that the word is living. That the word is comes and it teaches us how to live according to God's precepts and principles. The word comes and it convicts us. The Bible says that it is sharper than a double-edged sword. The word encourages us and it tells us that we are to set ourselves apart. That we are to live for him. And so when Jesus says these words, they hear him. But the Bible is very interesting. Jesus, if you can read it again, the disciples are the ones who ask him afterwards, alone somewhere, and he's, he, they're the ones that ask him, what is the meaning of this parable? But to the crowd, to a lot of people who came to hear him, the only thing that Jesus says is this, let him he, he let he who hears the words. Let them hear it. Let them hear these words. Those that hear the word, let them hear it. It's as if it's like it's up to it's up to you what you make of it. There's the word. You take it. That's it. Jesus doesn't even bother to explain. I'll be honest with you. If it was me saying a parable, that good. And people start to wonder, what does it mean? Immediately, I give them the translation and the interpretation of what that parable means. Jesus doesn't do that. Let he who has an ear, let him hear. He leaves the people hanging. He doesn't interpret this parable. But today, we today are blessed because of the disciples who were brave to ask him, Jesus By the way, what do you mean? And so they went to engage him. And this is where we get the four kinds of hearts. The first heart is this heart. It's the hard heart. The hard heart. This hard heart, it's difficult because what happens is it becomes difficult for the person to receive the word of God. They can hear what the word of God is saying to them. They understand maybe some parts of it, but they choose to not respond. And they choose to do things their own way. And so they don't respond. They're like, oh, is it? Is that what it means? Okay. And then they move on with their, their lives. They have a hard Jesus speaks about these people in this parable. They hear the word of the kingdom, they hear what God wants them to do, but they say, no, nope, that's not for me. That doesn't apply to me. They refuse to allow God's word to get into them. And so they totally resist the word of God. A very good illustration is the one that we find in the Bible. In 2 Kings chapter 24, we read of a story of a king, young king, King Josiah, King Jehoiakim. He is so committed to making sure that he resists, he resists the word of God. He resists to continue to do the things that God wants him to do. It goes on into chapter 24 also where we see how Jehoiakim is a king who is dedicated to make sure that he doesn't receive the word of God. We read about him actually in full length in Jeremiah 36 also. We read that he, when the word of God was read to him, what he did was he took a knife and he cut out the four columns of the scroll, and he threw them in the fire. When he heard what the word of God required him to do, he resisted the word of God. And so, he resisted this word of God because it wasn't something that he wanted to receive. Jehoiakim, we are told that he later became a puppet king for King Nebuchadnezzar. He could never rule and lead Israel again. What was the reason for that? The reason for that was that he was hard-hearted. His heart heart was hard. He didn't wanna receive the words of God. You see, when our hearts are hard towards what God wants us to do, it's difficult for us to get any way. No matter how much we would like to see a difference in our lives, It's not possible because our hearts are hard. And so Jesus tells the people in the crowd of the day and he says to them, listen, this hard heart, we are unable, it's unable to receive what God wants it to to receive. And so the enemy comes and he snatches it away because it didn't go into the person's heart. And so we have a choice. What is our heart like? How do we want our heart to be like? A hard heart? And so we are taught in the word of God that may our hearts not be hard when we hear the word of the Lord. And so Jesus doesn't only stop there. He continues to go to the next heart. And the next heart is the shallow heart. The shallow heart. What is the shallow heart? The shallow heart is the one Jesus explains. It receives the word with joy, and it gets excited. Yay, I receive the Lord. I will live for you, Lord. I proclaim you. And then, when they get into the car, and they start the car, and if it doesn't start, they go, Lord, where are you? <laughs> I just proclaimed your word. I just acknowledge your greatness. This shallow heart is the one that it gets excited only for a moment about the things of God. And when trials and tribulations come, it cannot stand. And so... This heart is the one where it withdraws because it's tough to be a Christian. It's tough to do things the way God wants me to do them. It's hard because I want the Lord to do things in a certain way. This heart, it looks for convenience instead of commitment. This heart looks for comfort Instead of the desire to pursue God. Instead of the cross, it only wants comfort. This heart is so caught in itself, it only wants what is good from the Lord and nothing else. And that's why Jesus says this heart cannot take root. It doesn't have proper roots. It's not able to the word of God is not able to produce fruit in it. Because every time when there's a problem, this heart goes back to its own way of doing things. This heart compromises the word of God. And so Jesus, he says to them, this shallow heart, the word of the kingdom cannot do anything in it. Because this heart is shallow. It doesn't want to receive the word of God for what it truly is. Even through difficult times, it is meant to go through those challenges. But it's unable to. This heart quickly goes back to its old habits. It goes back to its old beliefs. This heart goes back to its old ways of doing things because it's a selfish heart. It wants its own thing. It doesn't care about the word of the Lord. It only cares about the word of God if it's applicable to what it wants to do. But when difficulties come, this heart cannot do anything about it. And so we learn that with this heart, this shallow heart, that in the Scriptures tell us again in 2 Chronicles 22 that we are supposed to be strong in the Lord. We read about a king, King Joash. He is the king where he had someone by the name of Jehadiah who was the prince priest of the day, and this priest of the day, he helped him to be strong in his faith and to hold on to the Lord and to live by the way of the Lord. And when this high priest died, this king, instead of continuing to be faithful before the Lord, he stopped being faithful before God. And when his other advisors came to him and they said to him, listen, we must go back and worship the idols, the wooden idols and the gold idols, he wanted favor. from. He wanted them to, 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 to approve him as a good king. And so he gave them the permission to go out and do it. And in that, there was a huge ch- challenge because he lost what God wanted him to do. He went back and he submitted himself under the pressure of men, under the pressure of circumstances. You see, we are called to rise above that which is circumstances that put us down from responding to what the Lord wants us to do. And so there's a hard heart, there's a shallow heart, and the third heart that Jesus talks about is A divided heart. A divided heart. I like what the media guys did there. The divided heart has bling, Baba. It's got money on the other side. The divided heart is where people's hearts are so occupied and so ambitious that they are only pursuing the deceitfulness of wealth. And they're pursuing only that which will benefit them financially and if it puts them in a better career position and things like that. Jesus says this is like a hut or a seed where the the seed falls in the hut where there's thorns and weeds. And this seed cannot grow to its full potential. Why? Because the deceitfulness of riches, it chokes it. It chokes this seed. It cannot do what it's supposed to do. And so it becomes difficult for this heart to be able to produce the fruit which it is called to produce. And so these people are occupied with what they're going to achieve, how they're going to achieve it. And every time where there's a decision that they have to make towards the things of the Lord and to pursue what God says to them, they always choose the riches. They always choose the other thing. They always choose their own desires. This heart is full of pride. It only wants its own things. The things that makes it feel good that makes it feel comfortable. And so, we learn from one of the kings in the Bible that with Solomon, it was the same. King Solomon, in 1 Kings 11, we read about how he dedicated the temple to the Lord, but then afterwards, he went astray, and his heart was divided, and he chose to worship other gods. And so he wanted to please his wives, his many wives, and so he went on to do this thing where he engages and engages with other idols, and his heart was divided. A divided heart is a very difficult thing to carry because the people feel that they are doing what God wants them to do. They believe, they're doing well, but with time, they don't realize that they start to lose the grip of what God wants them to do. You see, the Word of God wants to get into our hearts and to make a difference in and through us. But if it's not the case, it becomes difficult because we cannot lift out what God has put in us. We cannot advance His kingdom when we do not apply His word. And so we are called that, no matter what, we are to keep our hearts tender towards the word of God. We are to respond to the word of God, not with compromise, not with doubt, not with pride, but with Joy and with a desire to please him. And so Solomon couldn't please the Lord because his heart was divided. And a heart that is divided, it becomes difficult to please the Lord. And so God desires that as we apply his word, that we make sure that our hearts are not hard, that our hearts are not shallow, that our hearts are not divided. And this leads to the fourth heart that Jesus spoke about. And this is the fruitful heart. The fruitful heart. When I saw what they did at the media, I was so excited. I wanted to eat that heart. (laughs) A fruitful heart is the one that produces a fruit that is good. And interesting, Jesus says it produces a hundredfold. I don't know if a seed can produce a hundredfold, but Jesus says it produces a hundredfold. Sixty. And 34. This heart desires not only to please the Lord, this heart applies the word of God. This heart applies that which God says it must, he must, it must do. This heart responds to the word of the Lord. And so we are to respond to the word of God. We are to desire to please him because his word is all that we have. We have the Holy Spirit too, I agree. But this word is the one that leads and instructs us. This is how you are to live. This is how you are to do life with God. This is how you are to respond to me. And do what I desire you to do. In that way you will be able to glorify my name. In that way you will be able to have the kingdom advancing in and through you. So the first heart, hard heart. The second heart, the shallow heart. The third heart is the divided heart. The fourth heart is the fruitful heart I wonder this morning how is your heart how is your heart and so I wrestled with this for quite some time because I was just in the scripture and just going through it and I was reminded uh, that David, in Psalm 139, 22, he was saying to the Lord, Search me, O God. See if there's anything offensive in me. Test me, O Lord. And so David was submitting himself under the Lord. And he was saying, Lord, search if there's anything offensive in me. Something in my heart that is not of you. Something that stops and distracts me from doing what you've called me to do. And so, in the fruitful hut, we read in 2 Kings 23 that there was a king, a young king called Josiah. And Josiah, while he was king, the priest found a scroll. And the scroll uh, was read to the king. And after it was read to the king, the Bible says that he tore his robe. And he cried out to, to God and he repented. And after that, the word of the Lord came to him and he said to him, because you tore your robe, because you repented, because you realized that you are not living according to my word. Because of this, I have seen you, and you will live in peace in this life. And so we are to live in the word of God to experience the peace of the Lord, the guidance of the Lord. And when his word convicts us, we are called to respond, not with a hard heart, not with the shallow heart, not with the divided heart, but we must respond with a fruitful heart that allows him to do as he wants. So I'm going back to my question again this morning. How is your heart? How is my heart? So I would like for you to do this with me, if you would please bow your head, and I would like to ask for the Lord, I would like to ask the Holy Spirit to come, even right now, that, he, that like with, with King David in Psalm 139, that he would come and search our hearts. You see, the Lord is the one who who is the king of our hearts. I might say my heart is a divided one, or say my heart is a hard one, or my heart is a fruitful one, but that's not true, because only God knows the hearts. We We can deceive ourselves by thinking we know our hearts, but only the Lord knows our hearts. And so I want to pray, Lord, this morning for each and every heart that they would just hear what you say, Lord, that you would come in and search each heart, that you would speak a word, Lord, that encourages everyone's heart to be a fruitful heart that takes in your word and applies it, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, that your desire is that we may produce fruit. Fruit that advances your kingdom, that lets the world know what you are like, Lord, and how you want us to live for you. And so, Father, I pray for each heart that's here, Lord, that whatever that you say, Lord, even if you didn't say it now, but you say it later in a way that the person will understand, Lord, that, God, you would help that person to take the next step of responding and applying your word. Thank you, Lord, that what you are asking us, it looks difficult in our own eyes, but, Lord, it's possible because of you enable us to live according to your word. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. I would like to ask the worship team to come up. I don't know what the Lord said to you, but I want to encourage you to open your heart to him. Open your heart for him to speak to you. And not only that, but that you may go out to live according to your to his word. How do we know that we are applying the word of God? We know it because the change in our lives is so deep that it shows in how we live. It shows in what we do, in our decision making, in our lives, We know we are applying God's word because of the fact that it changes our behavior and how we act. And so I would like to invite you to please stand as I pray a prayer of blessing over you. you would put out your hands as I pray. Father, we want to thank you for each and every person here listening over the radio, watching over YouTube Lord. And we want to pray this prayer that to him who is able to present you before God our Father, faultless may he be able to keep you. May he be the one that draws you to him. To him be glory and honor and power and majesty for now and forevermore. Thank you, Lord, for your hand of blessing on each and every one in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. May you have a blessed week and go and apply His Word in your life. Amen. Thank you.